Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bobby Motter, the host Lock, of Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each week I bring you a dynamic guest uh, and who has great information to share. Today my guest is Deanna Potter. Deanna Potter is a business and profit planning expert, speaker, and coach who helps professionals increase cash flow and improve systems through a solid profit plan driven by their personal passions. Deanna has generated stellar sales and owned winning businesses for years. Her achievements include her honor as Rookie of the Year for Caldwell Banker, three-time recognition as Top Performer of the Year with Hartford Insurance Group, and Team Leader, managing over 100 self-employed business entrepreneurs. Dina's success as an industry leader enables her to coach others to success. She gifts them with focus, accountability, and encouragement as they pursue a passionate and profitable plan for their businesses. She is also a fantastic speaker. I have used her many times in some of my NAFI networks, and she is going to be one of the keynote speakers in April, on April 17th at the Menifee Lakes Country Club for the Menifee Valley Chamber's third annual Strategies for Success. To learn, to learn more about Deanna, go to www.deanna, and that's D-E-A-N-N-A, Potter, P-O-T-T-E-R.com. Welcome, Deanna. I'm so happy to have you as a guest on on the uh, Divas Strategies for Success radio show. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Robbie. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for spelling out my name. It's so hard for people to find me on the web because my name, you know, sometimes misspelled. And I always tease people and I tell them my last name is just like Harry Potter, no relation, but I'll do magic with your business. I love, love, That's right. And people. today we're there going to talk go. about how to turn your business plan into a profit plan and double your income in 2015. Everybody wants to do that. So let's Absolutely. start with why is it so important to have a written plan for your business? Well, you know what? Bottom line is this. There have been studies done for decades and decades and decades now, and no one can dispute the fact that when you write down a goal and when you write down your plan, you are exponentially increasing your odds of being more successful. Many of us have heard about the famous Harvard study that took place back in 1978 where they had a graduating class of approximately 30-plus students. They brought them in, and they have this group of individuals will break down into three groups. And the first group of individuals had absolutely no plan whatsoever when they went out into the world and pursued their lifelong dreams of success. Then they had a small group of individuals who had their plan in their head. And many of us walk through lives with our goals and our plans in our head. We think we've got a clear idea of what we want to do. 
And then they had a very small group of individuals who actually wrote their goals down. They used this group as an experimental group, brought them back together 30 years later, and actually measured the level of success that each of these groups had. They found that the group of individuals that actually wrote their goals down were 10 times more successful, 10 times, simply because they had written their goals down. There is no doubt that when you write your plan down, you are putting yourself leaps and bounds ahead of your competition. And that's not even having anything to do with reviewing it. It's just about writing it down. And I don't know about you, Robbie, but if somebody said all I had to do was write it down, I was going to be that much greater chance of being successful, I think I might take a few seconds to write it down. Absolutely. And I think, too, it's right in front of your face all the time that you can review would, it. Yeah, I would hope so. I will tell you, I'm, I mean, I'm human and I'm not perfect. Um, you know, there's no doubt. So I actually have a little system where I put an alarm on my phone. It goes off at 6 p.m. every Sunday night. Drives my husband crazy as we're sitting there wrapping up our weekend. But it's an alarm that says, review your goals. And I try to do it on a weekly basis. Do I get it done every week? Well, no, but I get it done at least twice a month. And it helps me remember. And when you think about the fact that there are 365 days in the year and our days get very busy, that means that at least 24 days of the year out of all of those days, I'm sitting down for a few minutes and I'm purposely reviewing them and I'm making sure that's a very conscious thing on my mind because we really do as individuals, um, you know, we have a lot that we're trying to achieve. And although we're talking about our businesses here, I know many of us, here listening, we write goals in our spiritual lives and in our relationships and in our, um, you know, personal finances. And it's not just about our business, it's about our overall quality of life. And so we have a lot that we're trying to accomplish and make sure that we're living a fulfilled, um, you know, inspired, purposeful life. Why do you think people dread writing a business plan? Uh, That is such a great question. You know, I have found over the years that I've been doing this from my experience, and, you know, I've talked about business plans, as we like to call them, for a long time now. Every time I talk about business plans, I have yet to have an individual or group of people get really overjoyed and excited and just want to click their heels about it. Most of the time, there's a little bit of dread and overwhelm about it. And I think it's because we as small business owners have believed that we need a business plan. And I believe that business plans are large entities that corporations and large companies have adopted over time. That is absolutely a critical piece when you are dealing with a multi-level entity such as that. And I believe that as small business owners, it ties much greater down to our purpose and our why as individuals. And I think that when we start to understand that we're looking at ourselves as an individual that is tied to an everyday purpose and tied to a business, it becomes more of how do we understand why we do what we do versus how or what we do it. And I think that that makes it a little less daunting. But when we start to think of it as a business plan or an operating plan, which has so many different facets, corporations go out there to buy investors, to to, um, uh, find funds, 
And we're talking about different departments. We're talking about large numbers of employees and staffing. I think that it's um, a different tool, and I think that not all tools solve all jobs. And therefore, I think that we're trying to apply something like a business plan to a smaller um, business, and I don't think that it's the right tool for the job. Um, do you think a business that nonprofits also need a business plan? Absolutely. I, I think that nonprofits need a business plan, but again, I also think it depends on what the development stage of the nonprofit is. Um, you know, how far along are they in their growth? And nonprofits also have to operate with different tax expectations than a small business owner that might be operating as a sole proprietor um, and maybe is not incorporated yet. So, again, it depends on the maturity of each entity. Um, but I definitely think that a nonprofit has much greater legal responsibilities depending upon how they're approaching themselves and where they're launching. You know, they're going to have responsibilities from a board of directors standpoint um, that, again, a solo entrepreneur may not have at the startup stage or depending on how large they're growing their business. What exactly is a profit plan and how is it different from a business plan? Uh, so, wonderful question. A profit plan um, is definitely um, very different than a business plan. I have found over the years when I first devised the profit plan that a profit plan has five very specific segments to it. And when I work with an individual and I help them devise their profit plan, I tell them, I want you to start by making a long list all possibilities or areas that you feel would be good for you to focus on in, with your business over the next 12 months. And I call it their list of possibilities. Okay? It could be everything from social media. It could be maybe hiring an assistant. It could be, you know, focusing or clarifying their brand. It could be a variety of different things. It could include their profit goals, their earning goals. Okay, maybe uh, finalizing and, and getting better about what their product or their services. It could be anything under the sun. And then once we get done looking at that list of possibilities, then we look at the profit plan's five segments. And the five segments of a profit plan start first and foremost with marketing. Marketing is the one thing that opens the door to the world of possibilities out there. So marketing is the first segment. And I believe under marketing, there will always be two things, whether we want to face it or not, and one of them will be social media. Social media is here. It's not going away. Um, for those of you out there who are still trying to fight it, I'm so sorry. I say it with love and compassion, but it's here to stay, people. <laughs> it just is. And it's a wonderful, if you look at it from a place of, you know, a real good positive outlook, it's a wonderful free means of getting out in the world and showing your potential client base and your customers what you're all about. Um, the problem, I think the biggest problem people make when it comes to social media is that they get overwhelmed with all of the different facets of it and thinking that they have to do it all. Um, and really what's the best approach is to find out who is your perfect ideal client and where are they. If they're not on Facebook, don't do Facebook. If they're on LinkedIn, do LinkedIn. Um, but it's important to just know who is your client and where are they at. So marketing is the first segment, and marketing includes social media and basic publicity, whether you do newsletters, uh, whether you do direct mail still, whatever is ideal. So the first segment is marketing. Second segment after that, hands down, lead generation. 
It will always be about the lead. Robbie, you and I are in the same business. Joe next door is in the same business, and Sally down the block is in the same business. We are all in the lead generation business because without leads, we have no business. So lead generation is critical. So we've got marketing, lead generation. Third on the profit plan is going to be systems. I'm a big systems girl. I believe that systems are what's going to continue to make us, keep us all sane in this busy, ever-changing professional world. And when you can learn to systemize any part of your business, you create greater efficiency, and I believe you create greater customer satisfaction because your customers know what to expect from you, and they um, understand a certain level of quality from you. Um, So systems are critically important. And your systems can be everything from a customer relations management tool, the way you manage your database. It could be your time management skills. It could be something as simple as your email system and making sure that everything's streamlined internally. So systems is the third piece of the five. The fourth is what I call internal operations. Internal operations is everything behind the scenes. It's all the things that you do for yourself and for your business that your clients don't see but are critical to the success of your business. So this might be maybe in your business you have some certifications related to your business and you have some continuing education requirements. Or maybe you are just wanting to make sure you stay on the cutting edge of what's going on. So part of what you write within your plan every year is that you're going to go to two product seminars or personal growth seminars so that you keep ensuring that you are the best you can be as a business owner. Uh, It might be looking at hiring an assistant or uh, doing some external, uh, you know, resourcing out to vendors. It could be a wide variety of things that are behind the scenes in your business, and that's internal operations. And then the last piece of the profit plan, all about the money, Robbie. It's called fiscal or profits. It's all about the money. That's the last category. And that absolutely, when I work with somebody on their profit plan, um, we sit down and we not only talk about what is your goal for your earnings that year, but I will always, always at this point sit down with them and I will make sure that they are very clear on what does it cost to run your business every month. I believe every good business owner should know what their monthly business budget is. Because what really needs to happen is there should be a basic formula that every business owner is very clear on. What is your gross income goal? What does it cost you monthly and therefore annually in expenses out of your gross income? If you are a 1099 income earner, then what should you be paying in your quarterly taxes? Because the reality is it's not all ours to keep. Uncle Sam gets his cut. And then what is your net income? And is that net income enough to support your household, your family, and the quality of life that we're all really working for? I'm a, you know, I'm a big believer that we should love what we do, but I think at the end of the day, what we do in our profession is really to support the purposeful, inspired life outside of our jobs and our businesses and our profession. Um, so a big piece of that last 
segment is about setting some good, wonderful income goals, but to really understand how much of it are we getting to keep and are we managing our expenses well so that we are running lean and always leading with revenue. So, you know, that's the five pieces to a profit plan. And I have yet to once work with a professional over the years where they haven't written some sort of a goal and we haven't been able to appropriately place it into one of those five categories for a really good plan. Well, Deanna, should there be equal goals in all of the five areas? You know, not necessarily, no. I, You know, people have different seasons in life, and they have different seasons in their business. Um, we may have somebody who really has mastered their lead generation. They've got a great pipeline running. They're networking well. Um, their database is strong, and the referrals are coming in steadily. But they have decided that they're at a point where they need to leverage more support. So maybe their lead generation segment of their profit plan doesn't need to have a lot of action items in it, but they're looking at their internal operations and saying, you know what, I really need to look at bringing on another team member, hiring another assistant. Um, Maybe their systems area, they need to bring in some new um, uh, technology. Maybe they need to increase uh, their database capacity. So they may have areas of their business where their concentration for this year is going to be really heavy on the internal part of the business and maybe lighter on some other areas. Also, let's look at it this way. I may have a brand-new startup business. When they come in, I'm going to spend a lot of time on their plan talking to them about marketing. I'm going to spend a lot of time with them talking to them about lead generation. I may not spend as much time talking to them about internal operations. They are not going to need as much time talking about, you know, leveraging outside vendors, hiring on staff, you know, product knowledge. They may come in with a a background from corporate where they understand a certain service or product, but they're all about getting out and meeting people and setting out a marketing plan so they can create a brand for themselves. So no, not necessarily. Um, Everybody's plan will look different and it will weight differently depending upon where they are at in their business. Where should a person start when approaching their profit plan? Uh, You know, this goes back to that list of possibilities. It's one of my favorite things to do. When I work with somebody, I do half-day sessions with people where, um, you know, they'll come in and we'll do a real intense four hours, and when they leave, they've got this wonderful plan set. But I give them homework ahead of time, and I tell them, number one thing, look back over the last year and just make a list of everything that you've accomplished. And I don't care if you don't feel like the last year wasn't your best year, you still have plenty to celebrate, I guarantee you. So much of what we take on and we accomplish, we never even planned on and we didn't even write it as a goal. Because I don't know about you, Robbie, but I have a lot of times during the years where opportunities come up or I have a tendency to say, yes, I, I would love to be involved in that. Yes, I think that's in line with my goals and objectives. And although it wasn't on my radar maybe in January, you know, June rolled around and I stepped in and said, sure, that looks good. So sometimes we say yes to something, we get involved, and we accomplish it, and it turns out to be a good thing. So what I will tell people is I will tell them, sit down first, look over your list of accomplishments, 
and your successes over the last year. And do that by looking at two things. If you did write a plan and you did write goals, of course look those over. But the other key piece to look at is pull out your calendar. Look at your calendar over the last year because your calendar will show where you spent your time. And you'll be amazed at some of the places and things that you did, attended, participated in, supported that were wonderful successes that you didn't realize you did because you simply said yes and you got involved. So first, celebrate your accomplishments because it actually chemically puts your brain and your body in the right place to feel good about the possibilities of what you're about to set goals for. Then just start making a list, an old-fashioned list of everything you might want to see as a possibility for you and your business in 2015. And what I mean by that is it could be anything under the sun. I don't want you to judge it. I don't want you to think it's possible, not possible, something that you're overly excited about or you're slightly interested in, just put it on the piece of paper. Because as you then get done with this list, then you're going to go back and you're going to say to yourself, okay, this felt good. It's kind of like a brain dump. We've all heard brain dump. Dump it out on the piece of paper. Then go back and as you go down the list, the stuff that you're really excited about, you'll grab and you'll put on your profit plan in one of those five areas whether it's marketing, lead generation, systems, internal operations, or your fiscal profits, okay? And when you get done and your list is starting to get low, you might get to a few things and go, eh, not so interested after all. Or, you know what, this is a little too big for this year, but I'll save it and I'll put it in my back pocket for maybe the next year. And all of a sudden, from this list of possibilities, you start to create a roadmap for one of the best years you'll ever have. Oh, that sounds exciting. What is a purpose statement, and why is it so critical? So a purpose statement, I love purpose statements, and it's very similar to a, a wonderful friend of mine gave me a book, and I can't recommend it enough. The book is called Start With Why. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, Robbie, or if you've read it. The author's name is Simon. Um, I'm not sure if he pronounces it Sinek or Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. But uh, it talks basically about great, wonderful corporations, companies, business owners like Southwest and Apple who have such big, loyal followings. And it's these people, you know, they're so loyal to the brand, even if the product isn't always perfect or the service isn't always convenient, they have a loyalty because they have a shared belief that their, their customers do. And it's because they're very clear about why Southwest operates the way they do and why Apple does what they do. And I was reading the book, and it's so interesting because for years I've been working with my clients and I've been talking to them about their purpose statement, which is exactly what I meant over the years, and it's your why. It's why you're doing what you're doing for this year. You know, when I talk to two individuals and they each tell me that they want to make $100,000, I ask them, you know, why is that important to you? And one person may say, well, you know, I think that amount of income would really support my family well and it will get us where we need to be this year. That's fine. But if the other individual says to me, my son is struggling in school and I feel like I need to hire them a tutor. And if I keep digging deeper with that person and I keep asking them, well, okay, great, but why are, why are you earning $100,000? Why is that going to help your son? And if we get to a point where that person can tell me, I feel as though if I can't hire the tutor, 
I'm not setting my son up for success. He won't graduate from high school and get into a college, and I'm afraid that he won't be a functioning part of society and I will fail him as a parent. That's a big why. A big why. That professional understands every day why they are getting up and making their phone calls, going to their networking events, you know, sending out their marketing pieces, not just on January 1st, but that professional will get up every single day and still be pushing in September and November and every day throughout the year because they're very clear on their purpose statement. I encourage everyone at the beginning of their year when they're sitting and making their plan to ask, what is their purpose that year? What season in their life is so important and what is the fire underneath them that's really causing them to understand why they do what they do and what's their purpose right then? And it's not just a mission statement or a vision because I think those things are a little more eternal. It's what's giving you purpose right now and your purpose can change from time to time as your life circumstances change. And that's where I think it's something to really journal on and think on and really understand what is it right now for you. A purpose statement is very critical, and I think it really gives fuel to your profit plan. That's good. What's what's most often missed when someone creates their plan? Oh, you know what? Every single time someone does a great job, does their homework, and hands me their goals, what's often missing are dates and deadlines. Dates and deadlines. And here's the amazing part. There is a difference between a date and a deadline. And anytime I'm doing a workshop or a presentation, I will ask people, what's the difference between a date and a deadline? And I've gotten a wide variety of very, very humorous answers. But I'll give you the short version because I know we're going to be running out of time soon, which makes me very sad. Uh, Dates and deadlines. Dates show you progress. The date shows you the incremental progress throughout the overall goal. Your deadline shows you completion. So let's say you have a client, you want to do a client appreciation party for your clients. You know, the client appreciation party, the deadline for the party and the date of the party is October 1st. Your dates are going to be what you need to do along the way to get it done. By April 1st, you'll select the site location. By May 1st, you'll have your invitations out. By August 1st, you'll have booked the caterer. Those are the dates along the way. Those are showing you progress. Your deadline is the completion of the event. That's the difference. And the, mm. pro- the reason that those are so important, Robbie, is because it is too easy for life to take over. We can write all these wonderful goals and find ourselves through a quarter, second quarter, all the way into third quarter, the holidays are staring at us, and all of a sudden we look at our plan and go, I'm never going to get this all done. And I feel like I've worked so hard, and I know that I've put a lot of energy and effort in, and I've survived, but have I thrived, and have I gotten the bigger projects done, the things that were going to advance my business and advance my life to the next level. And I recommend every Monday looking at what is the, what are the two or three big things on my profit plan that need to be chipped away at, and how do I break it down? Who do I need to set an appointment with to learn more about What do I need to do this week to make sure I'm starting to move towards and through these big goals so that I know a month from now, two months from now, and a quarter from now, I'm making progress. It's so important. That's good. Um, So you're so fabulous. If someone wants to reach you with questions, how can they do so? Oh, thank you so much. You know what? I'm very email-friendly, and, you know, they can reach me through my website as well. My email is deanna at deannapotter.com. 
And my website is DeannaPotter.com, so I'll just spell my name again. It's D-E-A-N-N-A, and the last name again is Potter, like Harry, P-O-T-T-E-R. And uh, do you have any promotions that you're running at this time? Because I remember you have some great promotions always. Yes, I do. Thank you for asking, Robbie. You know, for those of you who maybe still haven't quite got that plan down the way you want it, um, I do still offer these half-day-to-profit plan sessions. And you don't have to be local. We can, you know, do Skype and we can get on the phone, and, and it's a wonderful opportunity. Um, and I'll tell you, when you're done, all of this is in line, and it's fabulous. And you will feel like you've got such a clear vision, and I would be honored to work with you. And um, it is a, a special of $497. And um, I'll tell you, we'll get you in line, everything from marketing, lead generation, you name it. And we will sit and we will look at what you've been doing great and what we can fine-tune and do better for you and get you a plan that will really work and you'll be very clear what you should be doing every day. And most importantly, we will make sure we're tying your everyday activities, your weekly and monthly activities to the bigger picture so that you're feeling really confident at the end of the day. There we go. And if they do that, they will double their income in 2015. That's for sure. Woohoo! That's the goal. And I hope to see you guys all out at the uh, women's conference in April. I would love to see you all there. Absolutely. That's great. Oh, well, I can't believe it. Our time is almost up. So one, mm. do you want to leave them one last minute, tough, And then we're off the air. Yeah. You know what, you guys? We talked a lot about business, but let me tell you, um, from a personal standpoint, writing your goals in this manner are equally important. Make sure you put dates and deadlines to those. And if you're writing goals, I recommend in your personal side to write them under spiritual, relationship, personal finance, and then break down your personal into your mental, emotional, and your physical. And you will have a well-rounded life. I wish you much prosperity, good health in the new year to all of you. Well, thank you. We've been listening to Deanna Potter, who is who is the owner of Potter Coaching and Consulting. And again, you can uh, check out our website at www.deanna d a e a. Let me start over. www.deanna d e a n n a Potter dot com. Thank you, Deanna, and again, loved having you on the show. Thank you, and Bobby. I look forward to seeing you in April yeah. at the conference. Thank you, dear. Great talking to you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.